Alrighty, hey guys, welcome back to the JLR Equestrian Podcast with your host, Jordan Oriski, and that would be me. And so I am so, so, so sorry that it has been so long since I posted my last episode. Um, it's just been like really hectic, hectic this past month with horse shows and training and everything going on, but I finally had a little time and I was like, okay, let's get this podcast done. Um, this is actually the third time I've recorded this funny the first time I recorded the podcast it was like really really good and then like I go back to listen to the recording and it did not record any of my talking um we had some malfunctions with my microphone so then I got down and I was like oh my gosh it's like really good podcast like I can't wait to put this out to you guys and then it was like oh it did not record so well Then the second one was pretty okay. I couldn't really replicate it again. So hopefully I can get closer to the first try this time. So I hope you guys are ready for this. Um, So a little update, um, just like a forewarning, if I like sound a little congested or whatever, I'm sorry. I'm like kind of getting over some spring allergies that are just kind of hanging around. So um, just bear with me with that. But I'll give a little update on what's been going on lately, and then we'll get into the topic. Um, So let's start out with Liam. Mr. Liam ran his very first modified uh, at the beginning of this month of March at Rocking Horse. And he was super, super good. We had a good dressage test, um, show jump double clear, and then he was super fun out on cross country. So then um, a few weeks later, we ran our second modified at Ocala. And he was absolutely amazing. Um, He got a 32 in dressage, but that was my fault because I had a lovely rider air. Um, So, yeah, that was my fault. But he was really, really great. Like, everything's finally falling into place. He's getting his trot and canter lengthens, and he's allowing me to bring him back and, like, not just break into the trot or just break in general. And, yeah, that's really great. And then show jump double clear and then cross country. He was like an absolute beast, like so great. Like literally was searching for all the flags and was just like galloping between all the fences and then really listened to me when I asked him to come back. So it was really, really awesome to be able to feel that on him and have a really confident round on him. So that's Liam. Breezy is finally back into work. She's feeling really, really good. Um, yeah she's sound she's like probably moving better than she has ever so that's really exciting and um we're just kind of taking it slow just to get her strength back up and hopefully she'll be back in action eventually and soon but you know i don't want to push her faster than she needs to go just because she is such a good horse that i don't want to wreck anything yeah so that's kind of what's been going on um shout out to my boyfriend thomas he came to ocala to help me and Liam um he was the videographer at that show for me so if you guys see any videos from Ocala um we can give Thomas a huge shout out for that he was my groom and videographer so that was pretty great um yeah so that's kind of what's been going on with me lately um so um alrighty guys before we get started with the podcast today I just kind of want to tell you about a recent partnership that I have. It's with a company called Movex. And 
For those who don't know what Movex is, it is a joint support company. And so Movex is a conjoinate for sulfate intramuscular injection, which helps to decrease inflammation while also stimulating the body's natural production of synovial fluid in the joints, helping your animals to feel and perform to their very best. And so a few months ago, Movex sent me some vials to try with my horses. And I was honestly just blown away with the results. Breezy had never moved so good and felt so good after these injections. And so I wholeheartedly can stand behind this company and be like, yes, go try it. If your horse is like, it's just really good. It really, I know it's going right into their system and it just is supporting them really well. So if you guys want to go check that out, um, that would be awesome. You can check them out on all social medias. And then if you guys want to try it out, you can use my code, which is JLREventing10, and you can get a 10% discount off. And I'll leave that in the show notes. And then you can kind of, um, if you want to use it again, you can use it again. And so, yeah, I'm super excited to bring that to you guys and hope you guys try that out because I just absolutely love this company and everything that they've done. So thank you. Alrighty, guys, one more thing before we get into today's little topic is I want to talk to you about my uh, my other newest ambassadorship with the company called Divine Equestrian, which is owned and operated by Anna Pierce, who is also another young rider or a young professional right now who is absolutely killing it out there in the eventing world and dressage world and barrel racing world. And so for those who have never heard of Divine Equestrian, she has created a clothing brand for uh, equestrian riders based in the English discipline mainly. And she has coats, short sleeve shirts, long sleeve shirts, and riding pants. And the best part about it is that it's all very reasonably priced and affordable for all of you riders. Because, you know, we all love like the fancy brand breeches and everything, but let's be real, they're really expensive and not all of us can afford them. So Anna has created this lovely brand for us all equestrians that's at an affordable price and all the clothes are super, super comfortable. So if you guys want to go check it out, you can go find them on Instagram at Divine Ek or just search Divine Equestrian and you can find them there. And if you guys use my code JLR10, when you check out, you get some discounted on your order. So go check that out and I will link it in the show notes. So check it out. Alrighty guys, let's get started. So the topic that I kind of wanted to discuss with you or kind of what I am going to discuss with you today is the idea of riding with fear and overcoming falls when you fall off your horse. Um, so riding with fear is something that a lot of young riders, adult amateurs, and sometimes professionals can really struggle with as they're learning and growing up and growing as riders with their horse and them individually. I know for me, I've definitely struggled with this, whether it's just having the wrong horse at the wrong time. Maybe you're not with the right trainer at the right time, or maybe you just had a really bad fall and you're you lost all your confidence and you're having a really, really difficult time coming back after that. You know, fear is something in life that almost every single person is going to experience. And if you don't ever experience fear, 
kudos to you because that's pretty awesome. I am not that cool. You know, I have had many fears in my life. And so I am not that cool. But if you are, heck yeah, that's awesome. But for me, I know that falls and riding for fear or riding with fear can really turn into being a really hard mental game. And especially when you have a fall, the fear from the fall is really difficult to be specific. It's really hard when you're trying to figure out exactly what happened. You know, what happened in the fall that made it happen? And like, when you're going to a jump, did you have the right canter? Did you have fault at the right spot? Like, was your position in the proper place to be able to have the jump be how it should be for your horse? Or did you put them off balance? Did you throw your shoulders? Did you lean back too far? You know, something like that. First, like trying to figure out what happened and then being able to figure out how can I put this event that just happened behind me? You know, this is pretty scary. Like, how can I get it out of my head? And then being able to put it out of your head and then move on and be like, okay, I fell off. It's fine. Everything's fine. You know, it's inevitable that as we ride horses, we are going to fall off eventually. And so I wanted to share with you guys and be more vulnerable with you so you guys can feel like you know me a little bit better. Tell you about some of the falls that I've had over my riding career so far and how I've overcome that. <clears throat> now, before I tell you my one experience, my few experiences, I will say something kind of funny and cute that my mom and I have always kind of grown up with. And that's um, like when I was younger, since my mom does like lessons and boarding and training and horse camps, like she does it all. It's pretty awesome at our farm, Misty Meadows. It's so cool. Like, grown up around it it's like the coolest thing ever um since she works with a lot of beginners and everything you know you see the timid riders come in you see the people that are fearful as soon as they're just sitting on the horse you also on the other hand see the people that are like fearless have no fears like i just want to go 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 and you're like okay let's do this thing but our kind of thing that we had growing up is like you know you're not a real rider until you fall off like until you have your first fall, you're not, you're not a real rider, you know, you're not like you can be a good rider, but until you have that first fall and you can get back on, you know, that is the proof that you are a good rider and that you are really dedicated for this. <clears throat> but that was just kind of something cute and fun that, well, not cute, but kind of funny that me and my mom kind of always said to each other. So my first fall that I want to discuss with you guys about or falls that I want to talk to you about was with my horse Lucky. So if any of you follow me on Instagram or Facebook or have known me, Lucky was a big percher on paint, thoroughbred cross. He was big black and white guy. Literally the nicest horse you'll ever like have, like super sweet, like I actually love him to death. We got him actually when he was five months old. And I think we ended up selling him when he was like 11 or 12. So we had him for a long time. So I showed Lucky for quite a while. I think I took him over when I was 13. My mom showed him up to the prelim level. And then she's like, here you go. Like, he's going to help you get some experience. So I said, okay. So the first year I had him, I took him training and did a ton of trainings with him. And 
I, honestly, we won quite a few shows, and that was pretty cool. So then that fall, we ended up doing our first prelim at a local event, and it went good. We finished, we went clear across country, and it was all good. So then the next year, we started showing at the prelim level. We're like, okay, like, this is good. Like, we need some experience. You know, it started off going really good. I believe, yeah, it started off really good. And then all of a sudden, like, something switched. I believe it was the following year. So we ran a few prelims in one year, and it was good. And then the following year, we were, like, a bunch of people were like, oh, you should go do Young Riders. And we're like, you know, it's just not really in the cards. Like, it's really expensive. Like, I don't think we can make that happen because we're not that wealthy and you know we make things work with what we have so the next year uh we went to some prelim events and the first show right off the back um uh me and lucky had a fall out on cross country at a big table and then so i had to go back home we worked through some stuff so then we went back out to another show back out at prelim and he was really good we had a good dressage test, and then we were in show jumping, and this is kind of a funny fall. We were, like, coming around a turn, and we were coming up to the jump, and he got up to it. He was coming in, and he was like, yeah, I don't want to jump this. So then he literally just stopped, but his whole hind end slid under him, so his, like, back feet went under his front feet, and I was on him. And then next thing I know, I'm literally just standing on the ground, and I, like, look down. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, where did where did he go? So that was kind of funny. But I fell off at those two shows back to back. And then I went to another one. I think I bumped down. He ran really good. So then I bumped him back up to prelim. And then I fell off again. And it was so difficult because I had been losing so much confidence. It was like every time I jumped, I just want to jump. Like, have it go smoothly. You know, I've never wanted to, like, just go clear and honestly just stay on in a show, like, so badly. It was so hard. Like, it made me feel like such a crappy rider and everything. So then we decided, you know, let's bump down, like, two levels and just see, like, if we can even get our confidence back. And he was really great. And so then we're like, okay, maybe Lucky doesn't really want to do the upper levels. And that's completely fine. Not all the horses are cut out for upper levels or whatever you want to do. So you have to move on. So we ended up selling him to a lovely lady who has him now. And he like runs around beginner novice novice with her and like wins all the show shows with her. Because he likes that it's small enough for him, you know. I think sometimes you just have to listen to your horse. And it's hard. And it can really break your heart. We never thought we were going to sell Lucky. But that was a really hard thing to over like, to let go of, because we had him for so long, you know? Um, yeah. My next fall I'm going to talk about is my fall with Roxy. And so for those who don't know who Roxy is, Roxy was a Percheron Thoroughbred Cross, gray mare. Super cool horse. Um, literally, like, if you want a cross-country horse, she is a horse. She will run and jump literally anything you point her at. I don't think ever had a cross-country penalty, like, other than time. So it was pretty cool. But we had a pretty scary fall um, a few years ago. 
and we were schooling at home. We were schooling show jumping, and we had um, like a bounce rail before a vertical to kind of help her like find out her feet because sometimes she likes to leave really long. And so we were just trying to find the right distance and just really work on our hind end working properly and not just throwing her chest at jumps because she really enjoyed doing that. So we were doing it, we were trotting in a few times and then we ended up changing it and being able to canter in. And so she was doing really, really well, everything was going good. And then this one particular time, I come around the end of the arena and like square up to it like I've been doing like 10 million times. And like, I feel her as soon as I come out of the turn, like she just deadlocked on. And I was like, this isn't good. So she ended up taking off to jump at the bounce rail. So she took off at the bounce rail, tried to clear the jump, ended up getting the jump kind of caught between her front legs. And then so she pers- she like got it caught, but like not like completely like where she like can't move. She, like, was able to, like, kind of stumble to her knees and then slid for, like, 15, 16 feet on her knees and then eventually proceeded to roll left, but she flung me to the right, and so I went rolling off to the right and she went rolling to the left, and so that was, like probably one of the scariest falls I had had at that moment um it was pretty nerve-wracking honestly I didn't know what to do and I remember sitting up like I didn't sit up I was like I kind of laid there for a minute because I was like holy crap like what just happened and I, my mom comes running over and she's like, are you okay? Are you okay? And I was like, is Roxy okay? Is she okay? You know, us horse girls and like, we were always worried about our horse first. Like, she's like, yeah, she's okay. She's up. And she's like, are you okay? Does anything hurt? I was like, no, it just hurts. That hurt. Honestly, it really didn't hurt that bad because like, she kind of like flung me and I just did a somersault. So it wasn't like I laid like on my head or anything or like, when you fall off, like, if getting bucked off, where you, like, land on your butt, like, no, it honestly didn't really hurt that much, so, I was like, yeah, I'm fine, and so, afterwards, I kind of brushed myself off, and I was like, okay, Roxy, are you feeling okay, and I was like, I do not want to get back on, like, that shook me so badly, I was just, like, my adrenaline was going, and I didn't really know what to do, so, I put her away, she was, she was all good, and then the next day, I kind of just, like, looked at her and saw how she was, and she looked fine, so I got on her, and it was honestly kind of scary, because you just have this, like, memory and this video in your head of what happened, and it's just like, oh my gosh, like, why did that happen? Like, that could have been so much worse than what it was. You know, it was a bad fall, but it could have been so much worse, and it just instantly was replaying and replaying and replaying in my head. And I was like, is this ever going to stop? So I would ride her on the flat every so like for the next few days, just to kind of like, be like, okay, like I can trust you. You can trust me. We're going to figure this out. This really scared me, but like, that doesn't mean we have to keep jumping. I'm just going to flat you for right now. Cause you feel good. You're not hurt. I'm not hurt. And we're going to, build our trust back up 
Because when something happens like that, you lose a lot of trust and a lot of confidence and a lot of faith in each other. And you got to build that back up somehow. So I remember I had been riding Breezy as well at that time. And I really had to trust Breezy to teach me how to be confident in jumping again. You know, I was fortunate enough to have two horses. So I remember... I would jump breezy over like maybe like two, six, three foot jumps. And I was really, really nervous at first. And then I was like, okay, breezy, she's good. She keeps me safe. So then I moved back to Roxy. I was like, okay, let's try riding Roxy again. Let's try doing this with Roxy. And, you know, slowly I was able to jump like a two, six, three foot course. But like, I don't think I could jump. I really couldn't jump higher than that because I was just so nervous that something bad would happen and I didn't want to hurt me or her in general. So we ended up deciding that upper levels wasn't for her as well. So we ended up selling her and she um, actually is with a great family and they she's taken the girl to a bunch of training and did a training prelim and like has done phenomenal for her so that's Roxy and then my probably my most recent really bad fall would be with Breezy we were at my first three-star short um in Maryland and we were coming to a coffin um it was a hanging log kind of like jumping down to like a I think it was a two-stride to the ditch and then a two-stride out to a chevron and she was going really good on cross country and i ha went to half halter like a big half halt before it to balance her find the right canter and she just blew through it so then i was like trying to half halt again and she just kept blowing through me and so she ended up it was a hanging log first so she ended up hitting the rail on the hanging log and I was very, 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 so very fortunate that the hanging log rail had frangible pins. So as soon as she hit that with quite a bit of force, it fell down, which saved probably our lives almost. And so I got unseated and then she like leaped over the ditch and then I just kind of popped off and landed on my feet. But that event was something that like was very very scary it could have gone south very very easily and I can now say that it could have been prevented by my training at home but I think it's sometimes you need these reality checks like okay like you need to focus girlfriend not necessarily focus but you need to focus in your training on like leading up to what's going on so once I had the fall, we went back home, and not only was my confidence shaken, but Breezy's confidence was pretty shaken because I, like, was second-guessing all the spots. All my canter work, I was second-guessing and everything. I remember I went schooling, like, a week or after the fall, and I could barely even jump, like, a little beginner novice house. I would see the jump and then I'd like second guess and panic because I didn't see a spot and then I'd just pull up and I'd be like, I can't do this. Like I just kept shutting down. 
And I remember I was figured it out. I got some confidence back jumping some lower stuff. And so then I was like, okay, there's a hanging log here. Why don't I just do the hanging log so that I can just get some confidence back? And like, it took me a while to not shut down. I would just look at the jump and start cantering and be like, I can't do this. I can't do this. I don't know how I'm supposed to do this, but I can't do this. And it was so hard. It was so difficult. And like, in the moment, I was like, I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to get over this. Like, how do you get over something like that? Like, you can replay the events that happened in your head. And exactly like, I think the hard part of this all was my mom had gotten it on video. So you could see exactly what happened and how quickly if those frangible pins didn't go like they did, it could have been so much worse. She probably would have been really hurt and I would have been really hurt and it would have been really bad. And so you just think about that and it's like, oh my gosh, like this sport is really dangerous. Like we do something that's so much fun. It gets our adrenaline going, but it is so dangerous. And so it took me a long time. I bumped back down to prelim and started running some prelims and two stars because I was like, we need to get some stuff sorted out. And so my mom helped me and Robin helped me and we figured out my correct canters I needed to do for dropping into water, going into coffins, figuring out my distances, working on half halts, you know, all the sorts. And by... So that was in the beginning of July, and then I didn't run her, I ran her, I think at, in the beginning of August, I ran her at a prelim, and then I ran her in Great Meadow at the two-star, and those two shows, she was beyond great, like, felt like I finally had her back again, and we had our confidence back, and it was like a completely different horse, and like, her training and her adjustability was completely different. It was, it was really great, but that's not without saying it was a lot of hard work and a lot to overcome it. Well, you guys are probably like, Jordan, why are you sharing all these stories and everything? And well, I wanted to share my experiences with you guys in hopes that you guys can kind of learn something with all the things that I've been through. And eventing is a really tough sport. You know, there's lots and up, lots of ups and downs in the sport and, anything can really happen and you know we picked this dangerous sport and I think it's really hard sometimes when you have a bad fall to be like okay let's pick myself back up and it's gonna be okay you know I've had multiple multiple falls over the years and it's tough it's very tough and can be pretty brutal sometimes and specifically the fall that I had with Roxy was pretty brutal in and of itself and being able to overcome that was really difficult Overcoming that was something that took a lot, a lot of time, like a lot. And I don't want you guys to underestimate just like, you know, if you have a fall and you're, you have a show the next weekend and be like, oh my gosh, like I have to be okay by next weekend. You know, if you have a scary fall and you are like terrified to jump and you have a show that's like jumping pretty high and you're like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. You know, why don't you just see if you can go down a level? Or maybe you don't want to show. Think of how it's going to be better in the long run instead of going and putting yourself in a situation that you won't know the outcome. You know, that's going to be really tough and possibly create 
an even worse situation and an even worse outcome and a worse fall. Because if you are riding with some fear and being like, second guessing yourself on things, it's not going to turn out well. And I can tell you that from experience, it will not turn out well. So my advice to you guys, when you have a fall, I think the first thing to do is make sure that you are okay. Make sure that you are mentally, physically, and emotionally okay. Make sure that you don't have any broken bones. Because if you have broken bones, you're going to have to let those things heal. And you got to let them heal. Take the time they need to heal. Make sure your horse is okay. They're not injured. They're not hurt. If they're hurt, make sure you get them seen by a vet and figure out what to do with them. And make sure that you give them the time that they need and anything that they might need. Then you're going to check your menstrual state. Be like, how shaken up am I? Am I shaken up like real bad? Or am I like, you know, that's kind of scary, but I think I'm going to be okay. You know, now if you're not doing too hot, you know, like take a step back. Be like, okay, you know, what is going to make me do a little bit better? Like, I know for me, if I was fortunate enough to have other horses. So if I had a bad fall on one horse, I was still able to ride the other ones. Maybe I might be a little timid at first when I first got on, on them after the fall. But then after I started moving around, I'm fine because it wasn't the horse that I fell off on. So maybe if you have a bad fall, talking to a friend or maybe you have another horse to hop on and be like, okay, something that's safe, sane, that's not going to like rattle you up. Be like, okay, this is going to be good. Putting yourself in a good situation would be the next step. And then, you know, figuring out what exactly happened when you fell. Was it your fault? Was it the horse's fault? Was it a situation that kind of like arose? Maybe the wind was really bad that day. Like you shouldn't have been riding that at that time or doing what you were doing. You know, you have to take apart the situation and what happened so that you can prevent it from happening next time. One day your horse is going to be really great. One day, not so much. One day you're going to stay on at the show. One day you might not. You know, it's so up and down. And it's really hard to figure that out. And so I just want to be real with you and just remind you, you know, we decided to be in this sport. It's the most dangerous sport we could possibly choose. You know, we ride these animals that are over, some are over a thousand pounds and they all have minds of their own. They... We try to do fancy dressage movements with them, and then we try to go fast and run colorful sticks and big old tables. And it's hard. It's hard in and of itself. And then you put on top of that, losing your confidence, falling off. You know, that's hard. You know, it's super duper hard. Like, Example for this would be I had a fall with Breezy on cross country at one time where we kind of hit a frangible um, pin on a jump just because she kind of blew through my half halt and then just kind of hit it with her feet and then just kind of like pinged up. She didn't flip or anything. She just hit the rail and, you know, it kind of rattled me for a while. So then we had to go back and do a lot of homework about working on the proper canter working on her half halts and her listening to my half halts and just taking apart 
the pieces in our trading every day. So then we're not just like lollygagging around every day and being like, do do do, this is what we're doing. Be like, okay, here's my plan. I have a plan, you know, this is how it's going to get better. Maybe you're not going to work on it every single day, but like slowly over time, it's going to improve. So just having that in the back of your mind is super important. And then after you start riding your horse and everything and getting better, figuring out how to find space in your head to take that event and put it out of your mind. You know, you can't be riding out in a show jump course or on a cross country course and thinking about a previous fall, you know, you have to be focused, focused on exactly what's in front of you, what the horse that you're on is doing underneath you. Because as soon as you lose your focus, you know, it's gone. <clears throat> it's going to be very difficult to focus and find the exact point and mental state, mental game face that you need to have when you're in the competition itself. And then being able to move on and be able to like in your everyday life, be like, okay, you know, I'm okay. I had this fall, you know, it's pretty scary, but you know, I'm good now. I feel good. My horse feels good. And I'm going to go on. These are my new goals. This is what I'm working on. And being able to keep going. And I think, yeah, that's kind of like my little two cents on how I've overcome some falls over the years. You know, I've fallen off a lot. And it's made me a better rider, especially being able to overcome them and being stronger in my mental game when it does happen. You know, there were probably, like, I've seen a lot of people fall off and, like, blame the horse and be like, oh my gosh, like, you suck horse, like, like, horrible things. And then, you know, there's times, I literally, the one year I was showing Lucky, I fell off literally at, like, every single show. I kid you not. It was horrible. But I learned how to be resilient in those times because it was like, you know, okay, Lucky might not want to go prelim anymore. Okay, so we bumped you back down to training and he was just fine. You know, we fell off multiple times just schooling because he's like, oh, wrong spot. Okay, I'm stopping and I would fall off. You know, it's it's figuring out your horse and learning your horse and learning yourself and your strengths and your weaknesses. So I hope you guys kind of learned something and, you know, I think riding with fear is something that everyone's going to deal with in their life. And I hope my experiences you guys can learn something from and just realize that we're all human. We all make mistakes. Things happen. You know, things happen all the time in life. And, you know, you just got to keep moving on and figuring out ways to get through it. And so I hope you guys learn something from what I um, have been through. So if you guys um, like this conversation with me and hearing about my experiences, um, please like reach out to me. I would love to hear if it like helped you at all. Um, you can reach out to me on my Instagram at JLR underscore eventing. And that's also my TikTok handle. And then my Facebook pages are Jordan Risky or Jordan Risky eventing. And you know, if you guys have any topics you want me to like, kind of like give you my opinion on or anything really, um, reach out to me. I love hearing from you guys. Um, 
it's just amazing all the people you meet in our lovely industry so yeah i hope you guys have a great god blessed night and yeah thank you